Welcome, lizard folk and gnomes, bugbears, and bards, <laughs> to Rated RPG, the actual play show slash podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons, Baldur's Gate, Descent into Avernus. Previously on Rated RPG, the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade headed to a docked ship known as the Low Lantern Tavern. There they sought to find Amric Vanthampur, whose family is behind the violent cultists in Baldur's Gate. Before heading inside, however, Glubjeg inserted his pet mastiff, Bargerum, into a porthole on the second level of the ship. In the bar below deck, they found Amric sitting with a small spine devil, and Race the Roaster went to work to convince Amric that the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade was a performance group and investment opportunity. After agreeing to meet Amric at his mansion for a brunch performance, Glubjeg's attempt to retrieve Bargerum ran into a bit of a hiccup. Also, you notice that there is a lock on the door. And I think to myself, well, can't leave the, my dog there for too long. Do you smell pretty um, strongly? <clears throat> you smelly bugbear? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. You hear <laughs> some scratching sounds on the other side of the door that you're right next to you. Okay. Um, do I notice the the bouncer looking at me? Yes, yeah. I walk over to him. I know this is going to sound very strange, <laughs> but I think my, my pet dog got in that room. Uh, uh, he says, uh, what? You well, see, his grandfather was a blink dog. Uh-huh. Uh, and he still got a little of that magic in him, and uh, I think he blinked into that room. And he can't really control when he blinks, so, you know. <laughs> okay, uh, make, a, make a deception check. See if this guy... <laughs> oh my god <laughs> a three and a zero <laughs> the dude apparently has never heard of a blink dog because he says what the actual fuck are you talking about you're not making any fucking sense well it, okay the reason doesn't matter but what I'm trying to say is my dog is in that fucking room now and it's locked well, what the fuck? Uh, Somebody must have stolen my dog. Here, come with me. And he uh, he walks on over to uh, to the captain uh, over at the bar and uh, and says, "Hey, captain, this dude over here says that his dog got into your room." And she's like, uh, "Excuse me, what?" And he's like, yeah, something about it being magical or some some shit doesn't really make any sense. Or maybe it was stolen. I don't know. And she just says, well, what the fuck? Uh, and she comes up from back behind the bar and walks on over there. And she pulls out her key and uh, puts it into the lock and twists it. And by now, the scratching is getting really sort of noticeable. And everybody is, is starting to kind of look over there. Uh, and as soon as the door opens, the dog, uh, just sort of like kind of whimpering, just rushes out from inside of the room and sort of rubs up against your legs, Glubjeg. Oh, seems pretty that's scared. a good boy. That's a good boy. <laughs> oh. She says, what? How the fuck did this happen? <laughs> well, I tried to explain it to your rather, uh, unworldly bouncer here. 
that he's part blink dog. Uh, <laughs> so he probably blinked in there, and I was busy. Either that or you have someone wandering around who's breaking into rooms, and, you know, Bardroom just followed him in. And, you know, so someone might be trying to steal your stuff. Oh, my God. Check the security crows. <laughs> She uh, she closes the door and locks it again, uh, and she says, "All right, well, no animals allowed in here. Get this thing out of here." Hmm. And uh, what about that kanku? He's he's a he's a person. All right, there kankus are people. Just what the hell, man? And then she just kind of walks back behind the uh, the bar, uh, and the 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 bouncers kind of look like they're positioning themselves in a way so that you couldn't enter back into this room again well uh, hey thanks a lot i appreciate it you owe me one all right bardrum <laughs> have to go potty come on bardrum yeah let's go oh my god all right fantastic you uh, should have just threw a bunch of ball bearings and ran <laughs> <laughs> i right, well, have more than i used to. i'll give you inspiration if you don't have one already brad because that's pretty great i got one okay uh all right well that went different than uh, than I expected, uh, but you guys have wait, wait, why? <laughs> <laughs> so far, everything what that's happened change, on this boat, I have not expected at all. Yeah. So, congratulations on that. <laughs> There's no amount of preparation I could have done that would have prepared me for that. <sighs> Okay, well, you guys have arranged a meeting where you're going to discuss a nebulous music contract with one of the wealthier people in this city. Uh, I guess the lie here is that the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade wants to uh, bring happiness to a depressed population, uh, and that by doing so, it will be profitable to the Van Thampoor family. Um, and whether it was just your insane charisma or you legitimately accidentally proposed a, a, a real business opportunity, seems like Amrick has decided that he wants to hear you out uh, and agreed to meet in his private villa where he can listen to you and your group perform uh, tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. So what do you guys do? Hey, I got I got a little news for you guys. Uh, what what glove jig? I was uh, I was overhearing conversation uh, after you walked out. Sounds like they legitimately are interested in in what we have to offer them, but uh, and what their place their place is heavily guarded, and if things go bad, do not drink the wine. I have an idea. I might be able to arrange some spells like purify food and drink uh, so that we can drink the wine but they won't know that it's been purified. I like it. This is all very important but Race, what songs are we performing? <laughs> I was, okay, so guys I'm going to let you in on a little secret. When I was figuring if we could get him home there was a potential to kind of wipe out the other two nefarious siblings and the mother at once. But it seems like we're going to be seeing him alone. Well, and we can at least get him to, you know, give us some yeah. information about his mom, That's... hopefully. Mm -hmm. Maybe if uh, we sing, like, the, the worst songs we can come up with, it'll torture the information out of him. 
I am naturally gifted with music, and I believe we could dazzle him with song. Or if we get him alone in his room, we could put him to sleep and just murder him quickly and try to escape. Oh, well, I, don't, I don't think his brother anyone... said anything about killing him, did he? Oh, he said he didn't care. I thought he... Oh, he said man. cut off a finger. Yeah, or then... beat the piss That's out true. of him. Yeah, but then we said... That's Dude, true. That's that murder. We kill him, and he said, I don't care if you kill him. So we could kill him. So I said, yeah. let's put on a good show, give him a last final performance, and then murder him. In a, in a villa full of guards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't think we'll survive that if we pull a fast one. I do know some good military marches. <laughs> we, can, we can send your dog in through a hole before we start, you know, the, the performance. That has become my new brilliant plan. Do you all like it? The blink dog drop, yes. <laughs> All right, so as you guys are beginning to kind of leave this place, you guys are standing on top of the main deck of this ship. Uh, a figure approaches uh, coming from the dock up the stairs. Uh, it is a cloaked figure, armor clanking with each step. One gloved hand rests on the hilt of a longsword. The other pulls back a cowl to reveal the face of a young woman with brown skin, red hair, and a haunting gaze. Uh, she looks at you um, and kind of looks around the, uh, the deck of the ship and says, Excuse me, um, can one of you point me in the direction of an Amric Van Thampour? Yeah, we we know where to find Amric. What's the deal? Um, What's the deal? What's the deal? Maybe you should let uh, let the uh, the bard do the talking here. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. As, uh, hi, as my druid friend said, we do know his location. The question is, he's kind of a guy you don't want to see unless you're in the most desperate of situations. Uh, what is your issue, madam? Lady Knight person. Ah, um, well, my name is Rhea. Uh, Rhea, Rhea Mantelmorn. Um, I am uh, not from here. I'm, I'm from a city called Elturel. I'm sure you've heard of it. Uh, I'm, I'm here seeking Amric Van Thampour because of a rumor that I heard. That uh, a man I am searching for was seen alongside some Van Thampur-employed uh, guards. And I'm just curious if Amrik could clear some things up for me about this man that I'm seeking. His name is well, Thavius Krieg, him. by the way. He is... Uh, Thavius Yes. Uh, he is the High Overseer of Elturel, or was the High Overseer of Elturel. And I'm hoping that he is still alive and that uh, he can tell me why... Uh, my dear city of Elturel has been destroyed. Destroyed? Well, that's... Really? That's, all, that's what I have to assume. Um, I'm sure you've heard the news, right? Uh, that Elturel uh, has disappeared and in its, in its place is nothing but a crater? It's been a while since we heard about it, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't stay on the social rave in media. <laughs> Yeah. We're we're mostly underground. <laughs> well, just literally. As, 
As a reminder to everybody, uh, out of character, uh, the reason why the city of Baldur's Gate is in lockdown is because a neighboring city, uh, kind of like a, uh, uh, they have like a rivalry, so like a rival city uh, called Elturel, uh disappeared. Uh, there's nothing but a crater left behind where it used to be, and a ton of people have become displaced from that city. Uh, and currently Baldur's Gate is experiencing a flood of refugees that it cannot uh, really like contain and, and handle. Uh, and to make matters worse, the Archduke of Baldur's Gate uh, was in Elturel on a rare um, diplomatic mission over there when it disappeared. So basically the ruler of Baldur's Gate has gone missing when that city uh, was destroyed or disappeared or whatever. And so this young woman, Rhea, uh, she introduces herself uh, as a hell rider from El Terrell, um, and uh, says that she actually was there when the city disappeared. Um, oh. oh, wow. <clears throat> what did you see exactly? Well... I was a few miles north of El Terrell, and so I, I could see the city, but I wasn't close enough to make out any individual people or, or anything like that. I could just see it on the horizon. Um, and what I, could what I could plainly see, however, was the companion's light. Uh, and the companion is something that you guys, pretty much everybody from around here would know. One of the things that made El Terrell so unique was that it had its own almost miniature sun that floated above the city. Um, now, th and this miniature sun was called the Companion. Uh, and it provided the city with light constantly. And not only did it light the city, but it also prevented any sort of uh, undead or any monstrous creature that was afraid of light from entering the city. And the place was known as a very holy place. Hell Riders were... Um, Paladins and knights that uh, that worked uh, to protect the city and uh, were known as Hell Riders because at one point they had actually taken a whole company of them into Hell itself to fight some uh, devils, uh, and so she is apparently one of these Hell Riders. Um, so she explains that she was a few miles north of El Terrell and she watched as the companion's light went out, and the companion itself went from this bright burning star to a black hole as the city appeared to crumble and sink beneath the horizon. And it is something that was so horrific and traumatizing to watch. She has visions of it constantly and she uh, has nightmares of it every time that she sleeps. And you can see that her eyes are sunken and it looks like she hasn't had a good night's rest in weeks, possibly months, possibly ever. Um, and she seems very tired. Uh, but as she's kind of explaining this to you, uh, it seems like she's really in, like it's helping her to get it off of her chest. Yeah. <clears throat> the, the city was sucked into hell. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just saw it sink into the horizon as the companion's light went out. It's inexplicable. 
And no. Fabius Creed, and, uh, he may know something. Huh. Uh, you know, the Hellriders saved me from the the when I was a child. They saved me. I I feel like I owe the Hellriders a gratitude. Um, I have an idea. Tell me. I, shoot. Turn, I turn to the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade and I say, "What if we added a fifth member to our group? Like, then she can come with us to the mansion, and then she can." Mm-hmm. Do- this is she doesn't have to go down in the boat alone i like the way you think i'm with it it doesn't help to have more in the party well you're assuming she's gonna join us <clears throat> it's all we gotta do yeah i mean she's already alone her people have been lost we are the friendliest faces she's gonna find you know she might as well um, i am yeah. intrigued by possible connection to uh other planar forces um you get your characters would probably remember that um the Hellriders are currently uh, all outlaws within the city of Baldur's Gate um, because they are representatives of El Torel, which is a rival city. Um, they have been accused of causing riots and uh, kind of leading sort of uh, actions against the Flaming Fist. Uh, and so uh, that's probably why she has been sort of like cloaked and she's covering up her armor and other things that might reveal her to be a hell rider. Mm, excellent. Then she's definitely in. So Rhea, um, she she asked you if you guys knew where Amric is and uh, you warned her that he's not a not a pleasant guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she told you her story. Plus, he's yeah. got a little uh, a little devil. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 bad news bears. Uh, so Rhea, if I could suggest one thing, you want to get answers. We are going to see him tomorrow. You should rest with us and come in, and we'll we'll make sure you can get answers to help solve what happened in your land. Does that sound like something you would want to do? It, it'll be better than going downstairs, and who knows who might pop out of the woodwork. Yes, we'll be behind enemy lines, but we are seen as a friendly possible business partner to this guy he won't be expecting the the shabibble if you will all right um well i'm i just worry about you said you said you're going to meet him in his own villa correct that is true yes i have learned uh in this hellish city uh that i really cannot trust almost anyone uh, mm. No offense to you, of course. I understand. Uh, I understand. The streets are crazy. Yes. I'm not from here. I think I would feel much safer meeting him in a public place than in his own private home. Uh, however, if you guys are willing to uh, to risk, uh, you know, potentially some sort of conflict in his home, uh, I am no stranger to combat, so I can hold my own. Uh so yes, I will go with you if that's what you wish. That sounds great. You know, I often I... hold my own as well. <laughs> you are a, a druid. It it appears. Yes. By your oh. stick. Um. I'll. Yes. You don't know our names. I'm just realizing. Hi, I am Race the Roaster. Uh, Rhea. Hi. Hello, hey. Race. And uh, this is the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade. Uh, we got the Bobby the Enjoyable, and then we got Glove Jag, and then we got my man Cosblow. Uh, yes. 
Our motto uh, is pee in the mouth of evil. Hopefully, yes, it favorite. fucking is. Yes, it is. Ah, that <laughs> is very Bartram. That's very similar to uh, the motto of the Hellriders. <laughs> what's What's your motto? Um, uh, ride to the mouth of evil and then shit in it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very lengthy. I That's actually like yours more. It's a tongue twister for sure. Yeah. Yes. You know, we we actually can all hold our own, except when we choose not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, uh, we, yes. If uh, Rhea, could I ask if you were going to make a play for him, uh, how would you approach uh, said uh, Emmerich? Well. So my plan was that I was going to find out where he was and then ask him if there was any uh, substance to these rumors that Thavius Krieg uh, mm. has been seen with um, men in the employ of his family. Uh, and that's important to me because Thavius Krieg was the is the high overseer of Elturel, the city that I'm from, that disappeared. So the, the fact that he is here in Baldur's Gate is surprising to me, to say the least. Uh, yeah. Very lucky that he survived and, and is here. And I'm surprised that he hasn't made himself public. And I just I just want to get to the bottom of why he is here and if he knows anything about Elturel's disappearance. So I was just hoping to ask Amrick if he could, you know, guide me in the right direction, possibly pay him off if he was the kind of person who required that. Um, I didn't really have anything else to go off of. That uh, this is my only lead. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Do, what have you? What have you heard? Do you have any information for me that might be helpful in this? Uh... Uh, we were. We have no information on Fabius Creed. We were going to see him uh, based off of a different hearsay from actually a family member of uh, Emmerich, and we were either going to. Uh, find out more about his family, or just straight up murder him. But it seems like keeping him alive would get you the information that you seek. And frankly, that seems more important to what happened to Alterell <laughs> than what was going on previously. Well, why? Uh, what are you? What are you interested in uh, learning from from Amric and the Vanthampours? They are a very powerful family, and we just got done dealing underground with them having hired a death cultist. And we um, were kind of contracted from the Flaming Fist. We aren't members of them, but they were contracted because they had not enough people to handle the jobs. So you don't have to worry about us attacking you. That beef has nothing to do with us. Um, oh. And since this powerful family was trying to kill one of their own and they were willing to deal with such murderous groups, who knows what kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, conspiracies they might be behind besides that. Plus, he's got the little devil. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with the, he consorts with the devil. Yes. Wow, that is that is all very, uh, very disturbing to hear that uh, that Thavius Krieg, uh, such a holy man, uh, would be entwined in any way with a family uh, as as despicable as the Vanthampours. Based on your description, you say they consort with devils. Uh, and they hired a death cult. And if, yes, if these did. if these allegations are true, then then I certainly have many questions as to what Thavius Krieg is doing with them. Maybe he's with them against his will. That very much could be. 
they may have stolen him away, which is why he hasn't been able to make himself uh, publicly known here yet. All right, well, um, when shall we go there? At 11 a.m. is when we're due to be there. We'll have a clean entrance through. We have uh, his guards know we're coming. Okay. Oh, shh. Oh, and also, can you sing? Gorgeous. Perfect. Oh, isn't that the battle hymn of Waterdeep? All right. So you guys agree to meet up at the gate that Amrick told you about the following morning. And... Rhea is there when uh, you guys arrive, waiting for you. All right, I want to. I want to tweak my spells, so sure. I would have had rest to do that. Yeah, I'm keeping frostbite and shillelagh as my cantrips. I'm going with entangle for first level, fairy fire, and healing word. Uh, I'm going to change uh, healing. I'm going to change fairy fire to purify food and drink, and then I'm going to keep uh, bark skin. I'm going to go with Pass Without Trace and Spike Growth as my third, second level spell. Cool. Aaron, I think you're a prepared spellcaster. Do you want to switch out any of your spells for the day? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I have three spells and I just kind of... So you know four spells and you have three spell slots. Yep. Groovy. Ready to rock. Plus I also can cast burning hands once per day awesome sauce the following morning you guys eat your breakfasts you get ready for this unknown trip to the van thampur villa uh you don't spend any time practicing a song right no okay the power of music no (laughs) we're not practicing a song what we look all right if it's overnight we should throw in acrobatics with the song i'm very easily tossed around and we're going to dazzle them. <laughs> so, um, Glove Jake, I'll, can you I'll toss you around? Me? If you can yeah. juggle me in the air as I sing a song of a, a mighty battle that once was won. Yes. And also, uh, the body, you can make fire, right? Like sparks? Can... Not a problem. Okay. Maybe I can be the dancing bear. Yes, yes, yes. I'm currently writing uh, the, the lyrics uh, for... Yes. Mm. Is there anything else we could do to dazzle him? Um, could I cast Disguise Self on my... Um, within, like, range of the place to, to look more colorful and poppy? Uh, yeah, you can use Disguise Self to basically... Um, you could just use it to make yourself appear, like, you know, with less blemishes, with better clothing, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yep. for sure. Um, I think disguise self lasts like an hour. Let's yeah, yeah, that's what uh, I was just okay. Yeah. All right, so can I make hand. myself look more blemishy? Yeah, yeah, you can. Excellent. Throw some mud on me. If this thing goes south, we're fucked. Yes, yes, we are. Yeah, and when you say if, when it most certainly does. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's why I picked entangle and. Spike growth and pass without trace and bark skin. Because we're going to have to scoot. Maybe that's what we go in there with the idea to do. We go um, in there to yeah. fuck them up and run away. First, yeah, we go in there. Um, I can try to cast sleep while they're caught off guard. And 
take it from there. Do we lead with that though? Oh, I mean, look, you tell me, General. Because sleep is maybe not as effective until later in the combat when they're worn that out. Is... We learned from um, from Vaz. It, uh, if if you would have done it too early, it wouldn't have worked. I don't think. For sure. We're doing. Are we doing anything to attract attention like that before we just go in and present? He's going to be eating brunch, so it's not like uh, I can imagine he's going to be like super on edge at brunch, right? Mm. Um, so our chance of catching him off guard should be significantly higher than I don't know normal. Not significantly, whatever. Unless he knows that we're going to try to attack him or something. Maybe it's maybe those crows were controlled by his little devil or something. Be, I did right? not. I did not get anything like that from the conversation I over. They're intrigued by us. So what if we go in there and really sell this shit and get a contract with him, and then <laughs> fuck him up later? He really <laughs> yes. And let's walk the perimeter of the villa first to see if there's any weak areas to escape through. Yeah. I love the idea of charming him and making him trust us first, and then. Yes. Um, charm person. Other people can tell if I'm casting that correct. Like, if I if we got into the room with him and I put charm person, it lasts for an hour, I believe. What kind of components does it have? Oh, uh, twenty growing up again, man. Sorry. I, uh, I think uh, close. Yeah, no, I, didn't close. I switched it's you guys man. to the new map uh, just oh, okay. right now as I'm getting it all set up. Uh, just like scroll down to the bottom of the map. You guys are at the very bottom. You're going to see a lot of black. You should so find yourself. I see it. What I'm thinking yeah. is, yeah, like, like, uh, like Glovejig suggested, if we're able to at least get get an idea of what this place, the layout is, so that we mm -hmm. have a way out. If we go in there and we just wow him, and then he's going to be like, okay, yeah, you guys were good. I'll give you 500 gold. And then we were like, okay, cool. And then we come back later. That's mm -hmm. what I was thinking. Yeah. We were. So no more way around. Like, come on. All right. Well, you guys have uh, a whole, you know, like evening to to mm -hmm. do any sort of preparation or espionage or whatever the hell you guys want to do so is there oh. anything you want to do the night before yeah uh, would there be enough time for um Kozula to use one of his like uh, animal changes to like turn into a bird and fly around and get a map of it and still be able to sleep long enough to recharge it uh i can't do a flying animal yet oh my bad um I could do like a weasel or a rat, but my gut's telling me that they're gonna pick up on that. I mean, they're they're gonna be on high alert regardless. It'll be the spider thing all over again. <laughs> it's always the spider thing. It is. Does anyone have any kind of spy magic? No, but I thought of something too. Is there is there like something we can get like a powder like talcum powder or something like a bag of it so that if anybody goes invisible we can throw it at them and it gets all over them and then we can see them? Because mm. I was thinking about that cultist and how she could have really screwed us up if we didn't have her covered in blood. So like even like a big paint bomb or something or like flour or talcum powder or well. Uh... There is what the hell is talcum powder? Like char 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 powder, charcoal. 
Uh, well, there's nothing. Sure. There's no like uh, item that that specifically does that. There's uh, obviously you have the spell Fairy Fire that reveals invisible creatures. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I mean, there there's nothing in in the rules that say like you could just throw like pow- uh, powder onto somebody and and actually reveal them uh, well enough. Okay. Well, uh, we have alchemist fire. Yeah, that'll reveal them. Yeah, yeah we can burn this them. Big area, you can just burn them. Detect them by the smoke coming off. Plus, you know, when they walk around, they'll move around ball bearings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ge- generally... Show, the show's canceled. Everything's canceled. Generally, with invisible things, you can tell where they are just because you can hear them moving around. You can see, like, the uh, after effects of their being there. So you can target they're square and then you just have uh disadvantage on okay. attack rolls against them and whatnot okay um, but uh, well that is all yeah it's not it's not I'm a huge ready. huge penalty okay i'm ready to to go in there i'm all set i've got everything i need okay uh you guys don't want to do anything the night before or anything just uh going in the following day <clears throat> yeah let's do it Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is gonna be <laughs> All right. So you guys meet at the gate now. Just uh, just so you recall, Baldur's Gate is very like segregated. There's like an upper city which is literally elevated above the rest of it. That's where the wealthy people live. That's where all the the dukes live and all the really high end merchants and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and that place is literally walled and gated off from the rest of the city. Then there's the kind of middle city, which is obviously where middle class is. And then there's the lower city. And there's no walls that separate those two uh, sections of the city. Um, so anybody attempting to get from the middle city to the upper city literally has to pass through a gate that is guarded by the Flaming Fist. And actually, not even the Flaming Fist. It is guarded by a different group whose name escapes me right now, but they are literally paid for by the wealthy elite to guard specifically the upper uh, upper city. Um, the golden company? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, which, but, which group was our friend in? Uh, your Which friend? Uh, the guard? Flaming Fist. Yes, yeah, Flaming okay. Fist. Yeah. Um, however, they do recognize the flaming fist as a police force. Um, but the, the flaming fist doesn't have the, as high of a, let's say jurisdiction in the upper city as this private sort of like guard force there. We'll call them the golden company. I I'll look it up later what it actually is called. But, uh, so, um, you guys go up to the gate and you see some of these golden company, uh, guards there. Uh, and they're wearing, uh, House Van Thampoor colors with the House Van Thampoor sigil uh, emblazoned on the breasts of their uh, doublets. Um, and as they see you approach, um, they they kind of take one look at you. Uh, uh, you can see one of them like pull out like a scroll that he uh, had in his pocket and sort of reads it uh, and says, um, Gorgeous Phoenix Brigade? Question mark. The one and the same, yes, sir. You've heard of us, I see. Uh, yes, uh, Lord Van Thampoor is uh, expecting you. Please come with us. Uh, and uh, they open the gate for you guys. 
Uh, and one of them says, uh, wait, boss, uh, wasn't there only supposed to be four of them? Uh, and he, he like turns around and he's like, yes. Uh, huh? It's Yoko. Yoko. Uh, is that a joke, yes. uh, So Yoko, like, do you expect any man such as myself to not travel with his dearest, most passionate companion? <laughs> All right, make a uh, make a persuasion check. See if you can roll twenty is not working for me, homie. It's oh, doing okay. The thing again. I gotcha. I will roll it for Thank you. you. <clears throat> All right, persuading. Do you do you want to use your insight or inspiration on this? I think we might have probably worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Advantage. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wrong with advantage. Here we go. Ew. They were both bad. Uh, you got an eleven. Um, and he says, uh, "Hold on, hold on. Uh, I, I, I was told there was only supposed to be four. Uh, are you certain? The I, I, I can't. I'm gonna have to run this past, uh, past Amrick. Uh, you guys are gonna have to wait here." Unless, unless you got something else. This is my wife. Did uh, I, I, I bring I, my I, wife I, in? This mother, God. Make an intelligence check uh, to Bobby. You got it. Uh, oh, right. fuck yeah. There's the yeah. twenty I was waiting for, folks. Finally. <laughs> Uh, you suddenly have this uh, very vivid, vivid memory as you were uh, kind of sitting at the bar. You remember that Race had the foresight to specifically get a signed and sealed note from Amrick, and he said, "If the guards give you any trouble, show them this." Yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah. I grabbed the, I, I prod Race and the letter. <clears throat> Thank you so much, my good man servant. Uh, listen, sir, and I, 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 I pull, I, I reach out with the letter. If you would look at this, this is signed by Emmerich himself. Do you want to be the man who disregarded his direct orders? Is that what you want on your head? I heard he's not the most forgiving of leaders. Mm. He, uh, he, he takes the note and he reads and he's like, uh, it is his seal. Okay, all right. It must be, I don't know what, what the hell happened. Uh, orders must have been confused or something, but follow me. Uh, and he leads you through the upper city towards the Vanthampur Villa. Ooh. <sighs> Are there any small round holes that a dog could be fit through? <laughs> <laughs> oh! Hilarious. Do they um, allow me to bring my dog in? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just, uh, just a dog. That's what that's what they thought you were talking about when you said this is my wife. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Who is a good boy, Bargrum? Who is a good boy, Bargrum? Bardrum. Bardrum. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Bargrum Bargrum would mean uh one who tends to the children. The children? The children. <laughs> you know, the cold drum. That we keep for marching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so 
you guys are escorted by uh, these two guards um, over towards the Vanthampur Villa. Uh, and you, for, I would say, probably all of you, this is probably the first time you guys have ever been in the upper city. And let me just tell you, it is it is completely different from the rest of the city. It is just night and day. Uh, the place is spotless, clean. You see almost no one on the streets. Uh, the the few people that you do see are are accompanied by guards, just like you are. Um, occasionally, you'll look up and you'll see uh, uh, beautiful terraces uh, on some of these massive like mansions and villas that you're passing by, uh, where you will catch glimpses of beautiful, well-dressed nobility, uh, sunbathing, having breakfast out uh, amongst these gorgeous trees with these birds that probably don't uh, normally live here. You know, the the place, it it appears like a paradise. And and just by being here, you would have no idea that there is so much death and terror and, and sadness happening just on the other side of this wall. Um, and you make it to the Vanthampur Villa, which is one of the, uh, more impressive, uh, ones. Uh, you can see that the entire place, uh, seems to be crafted out of stone, um, with red clay tiles on the top of it. There is a large, um, 12 foot high wall that is encasing the entire villa. Uh, and you guys are being led to one of the double doors, um, on the outer wall. Uh, so I know you, you don't have access to roll 20 right now, Dion. Yeah. I'm restarted again, but it's got that message up that says you're not connected. Ah, oh, that's annoying. Um, yeah, trash. I'm going to restart again. Gosh, dang it. Uh, if you, 20. if you want, you could also just pull up the Twitch stream and at least you could see it that way. Um, uh, where, where I had it up for a second, but then it started slowing down everything else. So we're, we're going to, we're going to finagle. Okay. <sighs> All right. Well, while you finagle that stuff, uh, is anybody doing anything as you're walking through here or as you're approaching this uh, walled villa? I will. Um, I will try to breathe in the air and detect if there's any animals nearby. Breathe in the air and detect if there's any yeah, animals. See if I can smell this smell of any familiar animals. Okay. Um, sure. Make a perception check. And that's a 24. Wow. Ooh, <laughs> flex, sir. Uh, all right. Um, well, you obviously can tell that there is that Mastiff. What was his name again, Brad? Bob Bardrum. Bardrum. Wait. Bar, bar, hold on. Bardrum. <laughs> Bardrum. Bardrum. Yeah, Bardrum. Uh, okay. Uh, you can smell Bardrum and tell that he's right there, but perhaps more importantly, you smell the faint scent of horses. Uh, and, uh, that, that leads you to believe that there's probably some sort of stable nearby. Um, but other than that, no, no, no animal sense or presence. Okay. I have an idea for later. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will. I'm going to use portal lore uh, 
to see if I can detect any extra planar portals within a thousand feet. <laughs> extra planar portals within a thousand feet. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. Oh good. Oh <laughs> uh, jeez. I hmm. I I really don't think there's a portal within a thousand feet. But okay. Then again, there could easily be a portal like some some rich person might have created a portal at some point. I mean, they're wealthy. Maybe he's got okay. a portal to some like sexy demi plane. Where, okay. Where he's you know hangs out with succubi. But uh, yeah, uh, that would have been a, that's actually really cool. I I don't think there are. Should have waited there, though. Sounds like I should have waited. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and say no portals uh, within a thousand All right. feet. All right. It's cool that you could do that though. Okay. All right, so the guards eventually make their way to the front uh, gate. One of them produces uh, a set of keys, uh, opens up the gate, and you guys enter into the courtyard of the Vanthampur Villa. Um, here you can see uh, to your right is a group of three more guards that appear to be patrolling the courtyard. Um, they, they watch as uh, you guys enter in through this gate um and uh they don't seem to do anything other than that uh and then the guards continue on towards uh the actual estate itself there's another set of double doors uh these doors appear to be unlocked because uh they just kind of walk right on in do you guys follow yep okay mm -hmm. yes sir okay so now you guys are inside of a foyer. Apart from the main entrance, this room has two exits. A plaster shelf lined with ornate vases circles the room at a height of nine feet. Spread across the flagstone floor is a 10-foot-wide, 15-foot-long rug of exquisite design depicting a royal coronation. Two tapestries hanging on walls depict a dragon flying over a ship and pilgrims on camels, respectively. Um, is Tiamat? Uh, did you ask if it's Tiamat? Yeah. Um, it is... Just has one head, so probably not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. If you guys uh, don't do anything uh, here, then the guards continue to lead you into the next room. Could have been Tiamat as a baby. Mm. I don't think Tiamat's get all five heads till they're <clears throat> teenagers. Humidity <laughs> <laughs> and such. It's when she was little Tia. <laughs> um, so they take you through the door that was to your left. Um, <clears throat> so this hall that you enter into is dark and cool. Uh, there are some windows uh, to the south, but it appears that they are currently blocked by thick curtains. Um, 
there are two other people in this room. One of them is a young uh, human female dressed in a maid's outfit. She appears to be dusting uh, various surfaces, uh, as well as a venerable old uh, human man who appears to be some sort of butler carrying a lantern. Um, they, uh, they smile at you as you pass through. Um, I want everyone here to make an insight check real quick. I'll roll for you, Dion, if you yeah, need to. You, I'm, I'm starting to get the auto-tune again as well. We'll try to keep with it, but you're starting to stretch out again. Oh, no. I rolled a natural one. Insight. Oh, that means I got a 12. <laughs> Is there a reason, Aaron, why you're not rolling off your character sheet? You're just rolling d20s every time? Oh. Because I forgot you could do that? Yeah, you could just um, open up your character sheet and then just click on any of the Oh, uh, yeah. The That's the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah. yeah. Your bonus or subtracts your... Uh, this is what happens when I don't do this for a month. Okay. No, okay. you're stuck with 12. I have a minus one, or no, yeah, so that would be with, no, with the minus one? I don't know. Anyway, there you go. I rolled. Yeah, that is with the minus one. Okay, good. Okay. Um, oh, all right. yeah, I see that. So yeah. this is what you uh, pick up on. Um, Dababi, you, uh, you walk kind of right past the maid as she's dusting some stuff. And uh, after she has smiled at all you guys... Uh, she sort of like goes back to dusting, but then she looks back over at you with what you kind of pick up as being sort of like concern or, uh, maybe a tinge of fear. You're not quite sure. Uh, but she, she, there, there's something sort of like, she's experiencing, experiencing some emotions. Uh, and so she's like foreboding. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of foreboding coming from the maid. Right. Y'all in trouble. Mm, shit. Uh, so these guards uh, open up the doors um, to this next room. And I run away. Fuck this. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the only one who picked up on that was uh, was Dababi. Uh, okay. Currently. I, stay. I mean, like, can I prod the other guys and just be like, yeah. make subtle movements and stuff? I can tell them, right? Yeah, uh, the door is currently open because the guards like opened it and walked in. I'm gonna see if I can remove that. Go. You guys can see into the room now. There's that guy. Yeah, uh, those of you who are in a position to see inside of the room, uh, you can tell that Amrik is sitting on a high-backed chair that looks very uh, well-crafted and expensive. Uh, to his right is that uh, spined devil and to the left is the uh sort of like bouncer kind of bodyguard guy who was uh at the uh the tavern with him um so they're kind of flanking him on either side of his chair all right i, I make the nece necessary intimations to the guys about uh what what we're probably walking into here mm. well what, what does that what does that mean exactly well i mean can we, can we talk without being overheard <clears throat> Could, could we do something like uh, we need to like gather ourselves before the performance? Like we huddle up with a buy. Can we sell that? If you can, we have a green room. Yeah. I need to. Buy. We gotta. 
repair my uh, my aft hole. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Let's see. You want to make some sort of nonverbal communication to these guys that expresses a pretty reasonable thing, which is just like caution, and you're not you're not too uh, excited about what's what's about to go down. That's kind of what you're trying to get across, right? Right. Yeah. All like, right. Um, I'm gonna go I ahead. I got a bad feeling about this. Ask. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you to make a some sort of charisma check, whether that's performance or. Uh, yeah, I would say like a performance check or a persuasion check, or if you have any proficiency in any of those charisma related skills, if not, just roll straight charisma. All right. I'll just roll straight charisma. Can I give him an inspiration? Uh, unless it's, uh, oh, no, that he, wasn't... he rolled well enough. Um, so <laughs> you're able to get your point across. Um, so you guys yeah. tell that Debobby has a general feeling of, uh, foreboding here. Um, but the door is open. The guards appear to be waiting for you to enter. Uh, and Amrick is sitting in the chair and he says, Oh, uh, uh, welcome gentlemen. Come on in. Good to see you again, my dear friend. This is, uh, the Gwyneth Phoenix Brigade as usual. And this is, she's going to put on the show. She's a little surprised. I think you're going to really enjoy her. Now, before we start, oh, yes. we, we, we like to gather ourselves. I, I want to give you the best show possible. Are you ready? Uh, yes, well, why don't uh, you and your friends uh, come on in to, um, uh, come on into the room. I, I can't quite see all of you. Mm. <laughs> our, our performance necessitates that we enter uh, in, in waves. <laughs> oh, my God. I am first oh, wave. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, what? Okay, so Debobby, you're not even in the room, so he just hears you shout that from outside in the hall. Yep. Uh, we wouldn't want to ruin the performance. I was I have a promised, special costume on. I was promised a brunch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the omelet station? Ah, well, uh, you wouldn't want to do a performance on a full belly, I'm sure. I only do performance on full belly. Hmm. I see. Well, this I, I, I need to be out here in the hall where there's lots of room so I can set up my trampoline. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I suppose at this point it's, uh, it's rather pointless to keep up this pretense. Um, I, I am aware that you are, uh inquiring uh about my family uh regarding some things other than your musical career mr race uh my brother what <laughs> me ah, you've not heard the name ah rude my brother has been kind enough to inform me that his uh little birds uh, witnessed you coming out of a certain um, uh, bathhouse and then overheard you having a conversation with a hell rider on the main deck of the tavern. Um, I told you those birds were spies. <laughs> Tried to talk to them. Yes. So, um, I suppose I will give you this one chance to uh, explain yourselves, apologize, and leave my estate 
or else uh, we may have to, um, I'm not sure, uh, make you permanent guests here in the Van Thampoor Villa. You must be the little titwimpy brother. <laughs> oh, shit! my friend he's he, he's a he he's a very blunt person but he he doesn't have the say the 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 smoothness of how to communicate you're right i didn't the, the i didn't mean that as an insult no he loves tit brothers yeah that's one of his favorite things you guys uh, notice the uh the maid and the butler uh after hearing kind of all this they they hastily make their way up the stairs <laughs> oh shit uh Coslo, you typically explain things the best without getting us murdered <laughs> so um like uh how you say um we came here to put on a show for you <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. right uh, yeah we've done some other things but we did it for money who doesn't like money so, uh, what are you saying exactly? That the fact that you were seen coming out of the bathhouse, which my younger brother Mortlock runs, and he has now disappeared, that is all oh, yeah. just a coincidence? He said you were going to try kill him or something anyway. But it doesn't matter because we're different people. We're not your brother. <laughs> yes. Uh, so you spoke to him then? Yeah, yeah a little bit. The briefest of moments. And what exactly did he tell you? Oh, he called us cunts. Yes, he called you cunts. He did. He did, twice, I think. Uh, at this point, Rhea um, steps into the room, and she says, um, Amric uh, Van Thampoor, uh, I have come from very far away to seek you out and question you as to the whereabouts of... Thavius Krieg. He was last seen in the accompaniment of your men. And if he is alive, I need to know about it. I have many questions for him. Um, any of you guys uh, stop her or, like, you know, say anything in response to that? No, this okay. looks fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And uh, uh, while, while she's doing that, I'm going to surreptitiously cast protection from evil and good on myself <laughs> surreptitiously <laughs> yeah you know quietly around the corner i'll go down here okay sure cast protection from good and evil on yourself uh all right and then um yeah it seems like everybody's much more uh paying attention to raya speaking uh so you can go ahead and cast that without any problems um amrick says Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. It seems like you all know a bit too much. Um, it's really quite a shame that I won't be able to see your band perform because I really do think that race just has that special something. Uh, but alas, artists are a dime a dozen. Get them, boys! And then everybody's going to need to roll initiative. Who's got, who's, we got to wait for Dion. Dion. Yeah, we Dion's do. Dion's gone. Okay, well, I take this opportunity to try to figure out, um, I, I did a, um, I did something with my AC that I want to figure yeah. out. I got enhanced defense plus one AC because of an infusion. 
on my armor, but I don't remember if I actually applied it to my armor class. Okay, let's do some calculations then. Yeah. Uh, looks like you have scale mail armor. Right. Uh, and your dex... Which is 14. Dex is plus two. Okay, so scale mail. Does that allow dex to be added to it? Uh, just Yeah, it just gives you disadvantage on stealth checks, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's medium armor. Okay, so there's 16 there from your dex plus your scale mail. And then plus one would make it 17. Are you wielding a shield? No. Okay. Well, then your AC, as far as I know, should be 17. It's up to date. Okay. And and that plus one, that's from your armorer subclass? Uh, no, it is from an infusion that I've put on my armor to give it a plus one AC. Okay, cool. All righty then. You're back, Dion. Yeah, yeah. Um, did something big happen in the 30 or so seconds I was out? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're being attacked. Yeah. Roll he said, oh, but he did say that race has that special something, and he was really disappointed that it seems like we know too much, and get them, boys, was the last Aww. thing. But he said, it's not a special. Yeah. He had that something special, and then he said, get them, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he's, he's boss did hog. I, did I bring the boys to the yard is what we're saying, because I would love. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Right. okay. Ooh, them phoenixes. Kew, kew, kew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're rolling. Yeah, make sure you have your token selected and then click on initiative okay. on your character sheet. Uh, I already rolled for um, you, Dean. Did you roll? Okay, I think roll 20 might be working again because that showed up. Okay. Well, let's get. Yeah, but I, I might just ask you to do it since it keeps cutting in and out. Yeah. Yeah. So are these three dudes all standing to like right next to each other? Uh, They're standing like where they are in the room. Oh, they rolled like yeah. shit. I can't see into the room for some strange reason. I don't know. That's because you. That's because he's got fog of war on. Yeah, he's got man. One in the sight. You can't see it because you can't see. Yeah. Into because you're not lined up right. Exactly. There's um, a wall. There's a wall there. Let me pull up a little a little doggy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my dog's it. So here's the plan, guys. Uh, they're gonna kill me like in the first hit. No. <laughs> and I'm gonna go down hard because there's no Coslo in the ep- the next episode. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get him with throws yourself. God damn it. Yeah, don't, don't be sad. I I saw this coming. <laughs> Just don't run up to them and stand in front of them, okay? When I was hugging a tree, I was like, oh, those are my guts. <laughs> uh, I saw in the vision. Is this CK- Mastiff medium size, by the way? Or small? Yeah. Uh, I think he's medium, but I'm not sure. Right. A dire wolf large, so I would guess a Mastiff would be medium. Yeah, it so is medium. 100, okay. He's 195 pounds, so. Okay, so there is the Mastiff. Uh, it's got five hit points. And an AC of 12. Be careful, boy. If we have um, John Wick this whole situation. Uh, I'm sorry, what, what'd you say? 
Alright, so I'm gonna control the Mastiff, but, uh, because it's, a, it's an NPC and it's not like a pet or something that you have complete control over. Uh, but you can spend a move action to essentially issue it a command, and I'll give you a handle animal check. And if you get okay. above a, uh, a, a 10 or higher on the handle, handle, handle animal check, it'll essentially do roughly what you want it to do. Uh, but okay. it's pretty stupid, so it won't do things like intentionally avoid attacks of opportunity and get into flanking positions right. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but I'll try to do yeah. my best. Okay. Would you please try to overbear? Uh, <laughs> Perfect dad joke. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Amrick got a 22 on his initiative, which is... Oh, bitch. Yeah. Slightly higher. The rich huh. get richer, man. <laughs> okay. So, he says, get him, boys! And in that same exact motion, he reaches into his... Uh, cloak and produces several daggers uh, which he then just throws uh, indiscriminately in front of him in your general direction. So uh, one of them is going to go at Koslo, one at Race, and one at uh, Rhea. Alright, Koslo. Um, mm. 14 to hit. No way. No. It does not hit. Bounces off your shield. Raya, 21 to hit. That is definitely going to hit. Strikes her for six points of damage. And then at uh, race, giving you a plus two to your AC because of behind cover. So a 12 to hit. Is that going to be a miss? 14. Okay, yep. So it's a miss. Uh, next, it goes okay. to Coslo. Uh, okay. I cast Entangle. And I do it right fucking there. <laughs> okay. There okay. it is. I popped it up on the popped it up on the screen for you. Okay, twenty foot square. So that is nice. four by four. Looks like. So I'm just glad that my initiative is before Globjeg, so I can do my action before all the ball bearings come out. <laughs> uh, all right. So it looks like the whole room is gonna be encapsulated in this entangle. I want to center it right here. Okay. All right. So it'll just hit those three then and then kind of go up on the wall and stuff. Yeah. Like, I want it to end right there. So wherever sure. I would need to center it to, yeah. Okay. Uh, in that case, when they cast it, they have to make a strength saving throw be restrained. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Start with <laughs> Amric. Strength saving throw. He gets a fail. Then uh, his bodyguard, strength saving throw. That is a success. And then this spined devil, strength saving throw. Uh, that is a fail. All right, so it looks like Amric and this devil have been entangled, but uh, that other guy he is fine. All right. Doing anything else? Uh, I... <coughs> Want an attack of opportunity on me, so I can't really move. So no. Okay. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll, I will do. Say that one more time. I just got all robot. Oh. Um. So Coslo summoned a well, bunch of plants and an entangled Amric and the Devil. Okay. Awesome. Can I cast Shillelagh as the bonus action 
and still maintain concentration on the on the entanglement? Uh, is Shillelagh concentration? I don't think it is. No, not concentration. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, then you can cast it, sure. Okay, I do that. Okie doke. Uh, Dababi. Time to burn. Oh, sorry. I forgive you. What the hell? You just rolled two d8s on my turn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I cast Shillelagh, and I thought I had to note it. Anyway. All right. I just need to get into position where I can cast a 15-foot cone of fire without burning my friends. Okay. So that's going to oh. require you to walk through your friends. Like phase shift? You just, well, you just you got to push on through. Them. So that's what you're going to do. You're going to move into the room, right? That's you right. Got, All right. You got two guards. You he, got two he can't guards. see them. He can't see them. Ah. 510, ah. 1520. All right, so now you're in Race's spot. You can't stop there. There's two guards flanking you. Your options are to... Well, you're going to provoke an attack of opportunity anyways, aren't you? Why? Well, if I'm you... I'm not going away from him. Okay, so if you want to keep going into the room, you're going to provoke from this guy here. Do it. Oh, from that guy. Yeah. You'll, you'll survive it. All right. 510, 1520, 25 feet. You still have five feet of movement left if you wish to use it. Uh, no, because then I'll get another attack of opportunity, so I'm not going to do that. Okay. Here's the one attack on you, then. So, one-handed spear or two-handed? No, two-handed. Oh, wait. He has a shield. One-handed. 11 to hit will be a miss. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> okay, so, you're going to cast Burning Hands? That's right. All right. And is it a 30-foot cone or how do I cast it into the into the thing so you can see it like Jason did? Oh, it's a 15-foot cone. Yeah, but how do I do that? Jason, you just kind of click it. Uh, oh, you oh. You click the damage for the burning hands. Click little burning hands down there, right? Don't you have to do that? Yeah. No, I suppose not. Yeah, no, uh, I, I set it so that it'll automatically roll the damage. Uh, how do you, but his question is, how do you make it so it, it gives the text of the spell in chat? Yeah, so you can that's see the, it. That's the thing that you have to set in your spell book. Oh, oh gotcha. But if you go into your spell book, you can just click the little eye for information and you can see it yourself. Okay, so it is a 15-foot cone, which means that from where you're standing, you can only hit two of the, the people. You would have to move here, which would provoke another attack of opportunity in order to hit all three of them. Wait, why can't I hit them? Why can't I hit all three of them from that spot? Because it's a 15-foot cone. It's only 15 feet. This guy is going to be out of the range right here because of uh, the way diagonals work. Oh, okay. This That's, this square right here is uh, 15 feet away from it counts the square here. I'm in? 5, no. 10, 15, 20. He's five feet out of your range uh okay fuck it sure i'll go there okay provoke another attack what do i care yeah fuck it it's just a reg regular ass guard with a spear dumbass guard with a spear can't hurt me i got armor bitch. all right well, simple bitch he got a 20 <laughs> on the attack roll uh oh yeah so that's gonna be a hit no hold on a second though he got a what a natural 20 or a regular 20? just a regular 20 just a regular one uh, fuck it. I'll take it. Okay. Seven points I, of damage. I do have the ability to prevent something like that from happening at some point if I ever need to. Okay. Just not right now. Yeah. 
All no, right. I mean, I could. I After they attack me, I can fucking stop it from happening. But you want to hold on to that spell slot for right now. I sure do. Okay, so you move into position, which uh, costs you a little bit of your health as one of the guards uh, sticks his spear out, uh, basically kind of clotheslining you as you as you pass by him. Uh, but you manage to get in position, and you unleash your burning hands. So go ahead and roll the damage for it, and I'll roll their saves. Going back to the spell and rolling damage. So I just click on the spell to do that. All right, so the entangled people have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Uh, the, oh my god, yeah. So, Amric failed, uh, the bodyguard failed, uh, the devil has advantage on saves, but then disadvantage because it's entangled, so it's just rolling straight. Uh, the devil got a 15, which I think beats your DC. And the devil is immune to fire, so doesn't matter anyways. Figures. Uh, Figures. Stereotypical. Okay, so you did 12 damage. That's nice. <clears throat> Better than my roll. So 12 to him, 12 to Amric, zero to the devil. Okay, uh, next up. Zero to the devil! <laughs> no sympathy for that guy, I tell you. Race <laughs> the roaster, your turn. I. I'm thinking. I want to charm. I want to try to use charm person on Amric because I figure we're still gonna want to. We don't want to kill him if she wants to get information about uh, Titus, I believe. So if I can get that, take care of the guys. We'll have a whole hour to get what we need out of him. So I cast charm person. Okay, casting charm person on Amric. Yes, sir. Charm person. Big money, big money, big money, big money, big money, big money. Okay, uh, it must make a wisdom saving throw and does it with advantage if you or your opponents are fighting it. Uh, if it fails saving throw, it is charmed by you until the spell ends or until you or your companions do anything harmful to it. Uh, okay, so here comes his saving throw with advantage. Oh, he got an 18. That is a success. Oh, heartbreak, heartbreak. Yeah. Um, with my with my free action, could I do a bardic inspiration, or is that considered a main action? That's a bonus action. So yeah, you can do one of those per turn, uh, on top of everything else you do. So who are you gonna um, inspire? You know, I'm gonna give it to the big fella. He's up next. Can I give? I wanna uh, let me go to the specific one because I got the notes of creation and one that helps as a tag. <laughs> no destruction specifically. Okay. I'm gonna give it to him. Yeah. All right, so you have a note of destruction, a little uh, magical uh, uh, eighth note is floating around your head. <laughs> but it's beatboxing aggressively the whole time. <laughs> and what does that do exactly? Immediately after the creature uh, rules the bardic inspiration by added to the attack roll, the creature can expend the note to create a burst of sound. Each creature within five feet of it must succeed on a constitution saving throw against uh, your spell save DC or take thunder damage equal to the number rolled on the bardic inspiration die. Holy and he can that for a little while, right? Uh, yeah, yes, it's, just, it's treated as a bardic inspiration, so until you use a bardic inspiration, it's there. Yeah, and those last, That's I think, nice. like 10 minutes, so. Uh, oh, yeah, thank you for adding me to check the time. Okay. Uh, all right, so you cast your spell, you use your bardic inspiration. Do you want to move anywhere? Oh, shit, I did not can still move. Uh, uh, can I see myself on the map? Right now, you're flanked by two guards with spears. 
Uh, both, oh, that both, sounds terrible. Yeah, and they both use their reaction to make attacks of opportunity, so okay. you, you could uh, get out of there without oh. any problems. Oh, uh, okay, I do see myself. So would it be, so if I'm, I think I'm in the middle of the hallway, should I, how, which, could I go under their legs to uh, by Kozlo, I guess, would be the safest part that way I'm out of their way if they want to move as well? Uh, Kozlo's up here. Um, oh. The safer place would probably be back here. Oh, well, yeah, let me do that thing, so I'm turned around. Sure. All right, so you uh, take this opportunity to slip past uh, the guards that were distracted by Dababi. You go underneath Glubjack's massive legs, and you hide around the corner, out of reach of any of the baddies. Woo! Okay, next up is Glubjack. Um, and your okay. Mastiff, I'm just going to have your Mastiff go uh, right after you. Okay. Um, now, if I understand the Bardic thing right, I, I can do an extra 1d6 of damage, and I can also make a burst of thunder. Uh, you, when you make an attack roll, you can choose to spend the Bardic Inspiration die, and then you add a d6 to your attack roll, not your damage. Mm -hmm. So just... Oh, but, then, but then what was the thunder damage thing? Then everything within five feet of you takes thunder damage when you do that. Okay. Well, within five feet of where the weapon is, right? Uh, yeah. I believe that's what it said, yeah. Okay. Out. All right. Great. Well, uh, because because Charm Person failed, I can still do my plan. So, uh, as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Hail of Thorns. Pretty fucking metal. And I am going to uh, shoot at Amric with my bow. Sure. Uh, by the I, way... Yep. Oh, Emery, by the way, uh, are there any flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried? Um, uh, yes. Uh, I believe he said tapestries or something. Yeah, the chair that he's on is probably on fire. Um, Curtains or tap. Behind him there. There are definitely curtains behind him that are on fire. Uh, I believe there are pictures. Actually, there's framed pictures of uh, some expensive-looking uh, portraits of old men. Those are all on fire. <laughs> yeah. Burn it up. The house is now starting on fire. Luckily, it's made of stone, which you saw from the outside, so the house itself isn't going to burn down. But the stuff in this room is going to be pretty torched. Yeah, and like his chair being on fire, is that a distraction at all for him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll definitely say that he's got to get off of it, uh, and he's also got to make a deck save on his turn. Or well, he's entangled, so he might have a problem with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, uh, so, Glubjag, did you make your attack roll? I didn't. Uh, I'm also using my inspiration for advantage, and uh, I will be using the the Bardic thing if I hit. Okay, I just, I just looked at the Bardic thing, and that affects everything with within five feet of the character who uses it. So it's something that you want to do in melee. It's not something you want to do right now. Gotcha. Yeah. So I should just hold on. All right. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Where are you? My good old bow. Ooh. There and, we go. And you chose to go with advantage. I remember you yes. said that. So that, that is, is correct. That is a critical hit. That's a crit. Woo! Nice. Hey, fuck him up, fuck him up, fuck him up, fuck nice. him up. Nice! Okay, so you cast Tale of Thorns, right, as your bonus action. 
Correct. Um, so in addition to the normal effect of the attack, the target of the attack and each creature within five feet of it must make a dex saving throw. Creature takes 1d10 piercing damage on a failed save or half as much on a success. Okay, so... Damn! And they're entangled, half of them, so that's going to be a disadvantaged dex save. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oof. All right, so... The, yeah, the devil, uh, that is a 13 because it cancels off the, the disadvantage. What is your DC? Uh, I think it's 14. Let me double check. Amric. Oh shit, it's 12. Okay. All right, so Amric fails, and this guy doesn't have disadvantage because he's not entangled. He gets a six. Okay. So the devil passed, the other two failed. Uh, you do 10. Sorry, go ahead. Does Brad, Brad, I thought Brad had some sort of preferred enemy status against infernals. Is that. I thought I thought Glubjig had some sort of preferred enemy status against Infernals. Um. Uh. Yeah, I, I think oh. that's the old that's the old rules though. If I didn't use the okay. new ones, which is um, which is basically I can use hunters. Yeah, your your Horizon Stalker too, which uh, has some benefits against extra planar creatures, but I don't know if you have any yes. of them yet. Um, right. I I got spells. I got protection from good and evil this round. Uh, I can. Oh yeah, I uh, I can choose a creature uh, within thirty feet, and my attacks against that creature ignore its damages resistance. Oh, uh, is that an action that you have to use or anything? No. Uh, oh, it's it's a bonus action, but I've already used my bonus. Yes. Okay. To cast Hail of Thrones. Also, so, uh, Hail of Thorns is a concentration spell. Right. So I'm just looking up if uh, protection from good and evil is also concentration. Uh, ah. It is. Okay, so in order ah, for you to cast shit. Hail of Thorns, you'd have to lose your protection from good and evil. Okay, I think that's worth it. Okay. All right. Well, especially after seeing those rolls, because yeah. pretty much everyone uh, failed that thing. Okay, so now um, I, I get to do the normal damage of the attack plus uh, 1d10. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and roll a d10. Okay. And, oh, did that already figure out the damage for me? Yeah, it did. It, uh, oh, got it. You did uh, 10 damage to him with that crit. Woo! Okay, yeah. four damage. So he's, he took a total of 14 damage. Uh, so the Spine Devil doesn't seem to take as much damage as the rest of them. Uh, mm -hmm. In fact, it passed its save, and the arrows barely do anything to it. So you, it. you actually ended up only doing one damage to that spine. Got it. Okay. Uh, anything else with your turn, buddy? But I did 14 to Emmerich. That's true. Yeah? Yes. 14 yeah. to him nice. and 4 to the other guy. Uh, move action. Do you want to command your Mastiff to do something? Um, what? What? Weapons were the guards wielding? Uh, spears? Yeah, I don't know. They could kill him in one sh shot. Um, I'm going to tell him to hold back for now. Okay. All right. He just starts wagging his tail and growling in anticipation of your commands. All right. All right. Spine devil time. Bad guys are going to go. So what can this thing do? 
do? Oh, it can fly, but there's not much Die. room in here. And he's restrained, isn't he? So he he's got to make his action if he wants to get out of that shit. That's true. Um. Oh boy, he's so bad at those strength saves. Yeah, the place is burning too and filling up with smoke. I think we should back the hell out of here. It doesn't <laughs> care too much about the fire because it's immune. But I think it's gonna I think it's gonna slap uh Dababi with some tail spines. So it's gonna make two attacks with disadvantage against you, mm -hmm. Dababi. So first one is a miss. Second one. Oh, it's a miss! He rolled a natural one and a natural twenty. Fuck him, oh, baby! Yeah. Ooh, fuck you, devil. Alright. Yeah. The, the devil toward, the bitch. It's like wrestling against these uh, these grasping vines that are uh, keeping it in place, and its tail just kind of like points up at you, and it's like a porcupine. It has all these like spikes jutting out of its skin, and two of them just fire out at you uh, and just miss horribly. Next up, the guards. And that's the end of episode 17 of Rated RPG Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus. I have some exciting news to share with you. First of all, Saturday, this Saturday, June 27th, at noon central time is our next live stream. You can join us for that live stream at twitch.com slash gamesocietypimps. That means there's one more episode of this podcast yet to come out before Saturday. I'm planning on uh, getting it to you on Wednesday. If you subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, you will get a notification when a new episode comes out because our schedule has been so crazy since we've been doing it remotely. Uh, that's the best way to know exactly when a new episode of the podcast is out. Subscribe to it on Podbean. Thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. You all are awesome for supporting the show and it helps us make the show better every episode. If you'd like to become a patron, you can do that at patreon.com slash rated RPG. And you can support the show in the live stream, during the live stream, while you're watching it. You can buy us shots. We'll all be equipped with the necessary boozes for that to happen. We're very excited about that. And we'll be revealing a new patron reward that we just came up with, and we think you're going to love it because it's really awesome. So join the live stream this Saturday for that. Thanks to Courtney Collins and Brandon Jensen for their musical and vocal contributions, and thank you to Aaron Yonda and Matt Sloan of Blame Society Films for coming up with Rated RPG in the first place as an offshoot of Beer and Board Games, which is now in its 10th season. So go to their YouTube channel, give them some views, enjoy their stuff. If you've not watched everything on the Blame Society Films channel, do it, do it now, what's wrong with you? Come on, get out, get down. And join us, please, won't you, around the gaming table this Saturday, June 27th at noon central time, twitch.com slash gamesocietypimps, and we will see you then.